It's Tuesday, July 5th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be back with you again today. We are in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to read for us starting in verse 8. I'm just going to read 8 and 9. We talked about Janus and Jambres yesterday, um, but we're going to hear that what they were opposing is not only Moses, but the truth itself. Um, and in a New Testament lens, we'll say they are opposing Christ, but there's something specific that Christ did that they are in opposition towards. We're going to see that today. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. Paul has been is making the claim that there are people in the Ephesian church where Timothy is pastoring. There are people who are causing a ruckus. They're causing a mess. They are opposing the truth, that they have swerved from the truth, and they are teaching something contrary to the teachings of Paul, to the teachings of the apostles, to the teachings of Timothy, to the teachings of Jesus. They are in opposition to the truth. Janus and Jambres are uh, Old Testament figures. They're actually not named in the Old Testament. They don't receive their names until later in church history. Um, but Paul includes their names here. Um, so at least by the uh, middle of the first century, we find that Janus and Jambres are the, the typical names used for these uh, magicians who opposed Moses at the time of the Exodus. When, when Moses and Aaron would perform miracles, plagues that were designed to free the people from Egyptian slavery, um, Pharaoh employed Janus and Jambres to oppose Moses by doing these miracles themselves. They were successful once, but they were not successful twice, and they even admitted that this was God at work and not mere magic tricks. And so they opposed Moses, and Paul is saying that the false teachers in Ephesus at the time are actually operating in the same spirit as Janus and Jambres. And what's interesting is that Paul uses two names. He, he whittles this down to two men. Who are the two men do you think that Timothy would be thinking about? Well, if you were here with us a few months ago, you um, went through 2 Timothy 2 with us, and you read about two other men, two men named Hymenaeus and Philetus. Let me read for us again what we uh, read back in chapter 2. Among them, these false teachers are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth. They've swerved from the truth. And what do we have with Janus and Jambres? They are opposed to the truth. So we want to get to the question, well, what truth are they opposed to? Janus and Jambres are Old Testament connections that Paul wants Timothy to see here. He wants Timothy to understand that Hymenaeus and Philetus belong in a lineage of false teaching, of people who oppose the work of God. First, the work of God through Moses, now the work of God through Jesus Christ. They're not merely opposing a man. They are opposing the truth itself. 
because the truth is about what God is doing in the world for his people. It is about God's building of his kingdom, and it is about salvation. The truth is Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes, into the, comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres oppose Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They oppose Christ, but they oppose something specific in the work of Christ. And the clue to that is when's the last time we heard about truth? Well, among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus who have swerved from the truth by saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. Here is the heresy that Hymenaeus and Philetus were teaching. They were teaching in the Ephesian church that the resurrection had already taken place. In other words, that there was no future resurrection for the people of God. There's no resurrection for the people of God. It's done. Now there's really no hope. They're upsetting the faith of some. They're saying, listen, Jesus rose again, but that's it. That's the end of it. Nobody else is rising again. It's not going to happen. You don't get to have a glorified body and a new heaven and a new earth. No, there's no future for us. There's no hope for us. It's just that, that what happened for Jesus happened for Jesus, but we don't get to receive those benefits. This is, of course, contrary to what Paul would say. He would say that we are co-heirs with Christ. He would say that if we are in Christ, not only are we baptized into a death like his, but we are also raised out of that baptism into a life that is like his. The hope of eternal life is central to the Christian faith. We will rise again. And here is the truth that they are missing, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a first fruits. His resurrection is the beginning of a great resurrection, the resurrection of all of God's people who are in Christ. It was a fundamental misunderstanding of the resurrection, a fundamental misunderstanding of what Jesus accomplished in his work, that his death and resurrection was to bring us new life. You see, this is not just an error in theology. This is a teaching that is opposed to the true hope we have in Jesus Christ, a living hope that keeps us going, that living hope that Peter talks about in his letter. Jesus Christ, the resurrected one, who will return, and we too will be raised again. We will have life eternal. That's the hope of the Christian life. The hope of the Christian life is that while we are going to work here in this world in, in doing the work of the kingdom, that this is not the end of the story, that death is not the end of the story, that suffering is not the end of the story, that sin is not the end of the story, that Satan does not win, but Christ won through the cross. The resurrection is proof of that victory, and we too will share in his resurrection on the final day when Christ will return and we will rise again and we will reign with him for eternity, the new heavens and new earth. That's the truth. And, and there are voices that would say, yeah, but that sounds too good to be true. Or they would say, yeah, but you don't get to receive that. That's only for good people. Don't listen to the spirit of Janus and Jambres, Hymenaeus and Philetus. No. That good news, that truth that there is resurrection in Christ 
to life for all who believe in him. That is for you too. If only you'd put your faith in Jesus Christ. The resurrection is the heartbeat of the Christian faith. It is the irrefutable truth that the whole world, all of history pivots around. Everything is about the resurrection. But the resurrection is not locked in time. It happened in a time and place, but it also reaches forward to the final day where we too will be raised again and we will be with Christ forever. That's good news. And there are going to be times you're going to start to doubt that or the things of this world will become so intense that you'll lose sight of that ultimate salvation, that ultimate hope that we have in Jesus Christ. In those times, remember what Jesus did for you. He died for you. He rose for you that you might have resurrection life. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you for resurrection. We thank you that Jesus rose again as a first fruits and that we will also rise again with Christ on that final day. That we will live in real bodies on a real earth under a real heaven, a new heavens, a new earth, where the glorious Jerusalem will have descended and we will reign with Christ forever. We look forward to that day. We pray that nothing would steal that hope and that those things that would oppose that truth in our hearts, they would be put to death, pushed away. Do not allow, Father, do not allow our hearts to wander from this truth. And those things that would teach us opposite, Lord, help us to push them away. Those voices that would tell us it's not true, Help us to tune them out. For you have given us the truth. His name is Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and rose again that we might have life. We love you. We thank you for this wonderful gift of salvation. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. I'll see you back here again tomorrow at Goodwill Talk Daily. <laughs>